Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. My name is Randy, and today I am joined by the survive one of the Survivor gods, Abraham from season forty-one. Abraham, my guy, we've talked a little bit already, but how are you doing again tonight, bro? Hey, man, look, it's been another good Wednesday. Um, actually, I was campaigning for the nineteenth member of Survivor, better known as the Weather. And it was getting up. Ooh, that weather was getting up. Oh, that, nice. that weather looked horrendous. It looked terrible. Look, when you get voted out of the game, you're sitting in there in Ponderosa, you are praying for rain. You got your little tiki doll and fire. You're like, please rain on them. Please rain on them. And every night it rained, we were happy. Oh, we was happy. So, yeah, you're going to say it again, right? You prayed when they voted you out in season 41. Oh. You, you were one of the people praying for rain. Hey, for as many days as I was in Ponderosa, every night I was like, please let it rain. I was going inside. It didn't make me a difference. <laughs> hey, but that weather is really like that, man. Some days you get rain. Some days it's just miserable cold. Yeah, it's tropical. So it used to being hot. But that weather, that, hey, that's contestant number 19 that's out there playing with you. It's and the, they like they was freezing. It's the contestant, too, that no one wants to work with whatsoever. Nobody Not. is looking to work with the weather. Nobody wants to, hey, nobody wants to be in immunity with them. They ain't going to try to align with them. But now I've seen where the weather has helped a couple of uh, seasons out where people got taken out. But this uh, this group here looks pretty solid. Well, I don't we think the weather is going to be any type of problem. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. There was some times I'm like, are these people going to make it? You know, they looked super cold, Abraham. They looked like it was a struggle out there. Hey, look, which which one of the, the survivors did you not see in the episode tonight? Where did Romeo go? Was he hiding out? <laughs> it's like he disappeared for the show. Uh, you saw Romeo a bit tonight. He was there. Go back and look at it again. I think you saw Romeo probably a total of a minute. Okay. A whole 45 minutes, maybe a minute. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, it was overall a great episode. And before we get into the the episode and everything that took place tonight, like you said, Abraham, on your Instagram, all the backstabbing and the gameplay, it was it was a good episode. We do have some news to cover for you guys. 
So first off, we, I've had the honor again, the honor and the blessing to interview some past contestants from this past season of Survivor Australia. Uh, this week, I got to interview Jordan. And then this morning, I got to interview Michelle. So if you haven't checked out those interviews, go check them I out. Very fun. They are amazing people. And I continue to fall in love with uh, the country of Australia. And I want to go out there so bad. The the people are just so nice out there and everything, Abraham. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there in the atmosphere. Next episode of Randy is going to be in Australia interviewing an Australian Survivor cast. I'm, I'm going to make it out to Australia very soon. Let me just I'm, put that out there. I'll, I'll, I'll make it out there soon. So definitely go check those out. Don't forget, you guys can check us out on Instagram at Survivor Now Podcast, on Twitter at Survivor Now Pod, and we'll share our personal Instagrams at the end of the show. And this is some serious news. We are yes. taking a break. So uh, I'm the person who kind of holds the Zooms and stuff, and I am actually going on vacation, a much-needed vacation, a cruise vacation here this weekend. So for the next, I think it's just the next week, we will not be live. We will not be covering next week's episode of Survivor. Uh, but the following week on the 18th, I believe it is. I might be wrong. But on the 18th, I believe, we will be back for the final two episodes, the 18th and the 25th. Abraham, we are coming down final seven. We are coming down oh, to the wire here, man. I mean, it seems like it's still it's like a lot of time still left on the game of Survivor. But, yeah, it's coming down to the end. You know what? I, I, I wore my shirt tonight. Everybody, I can see it. I wore my shirt tonight. Uh, they say it's a secret. It's actually a mission in disguise. And here's the reason why I wore the shirt. Thank you, Marianne, for finding an immunity idol and not running and telling anybody. Finally, we have somebody. <laughs> yeah. Keep a secret. Well, I mean, we had it back on the Australian season. I think the last time we had a secret was kind of Sam and Mark, but then it still wasn't a secret. They still told each other. But Marianne spoke the word. She said, I'm not telling anybody. So I like that she has an immunity idol. Nobody knows about it. Now let's get on with the game of Survivor. Well, we, we start after that tribal council, uh, the very emotional tribal council that we talked about last week. And I remind you guys, if you didn't check out our episode last week, go check that out as well. Uh, like I said, I've been blessed a lot doing the show and I'm blessed to have Abraham here and he shared his thoughts on the entire situation. It was definitely a beautiful conversation we had here on our show. So definitely go check that out if you haven't. But we start reeling from that tribal council. High is feeling in a good position after tribal. And we're going to talk about high a lot this episode. He kind of got that edit of we saw nothing but high and it ultimately, spoiler alert, led to his doom later on in the episode. But High is feeling good after getting rocks out. Mike is struggling with the fact that he broke his word. He said he told rocks, you know, the way he was voting. Mike's someone, Abraham, he's one of those castaways. He doesn't like to lie. He doesn't like, uh, you know, sending people the wrong way in terms of truth and stuff. So uh, does Mike have a reason to be upset here? No, because, Mike, you may not like to lie, but you voted. You voted rocks out. You wrote his name down for whatever reason. You wrote his name down. Now, let's go back in time a little bit. You were ultra pissed with Chanel for writing your name down. But you gave your word to Roxroy that you wouldn't write his name down. So, Mike, is playing the game of Survivor. That's it. You're playing the game of that's, Survivor. That's I'm what not going to take anything from him. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I can't stand when people go out and they're like, uh, the line, it hurts me. I can't do it. Do you understand <laughs> what show you're on? 
That's like going on the amazing race and saying, uh, the flying, I can't do it. You know? <laughs> like, I don't understand, Abraham. These people have I, to expect to lie. Plus, you've seen Survivor. We've seen players in the past who want to play the entire game with truth. And it has worked for a few people. I mean, I, I think of like Tina from Survivor Australian Outback. She played a pretty truthful game for the most part. See, so, Tina was pretty good. But when she came back, she was a little more ruthless. Exactly. Well, we've seen it, especially <laughs> yeah. in today's especially in today's version of the show, you can't come on and tell the truth the entire time and win the game. I just don't think you can do that anymore. And I think, I think up until a couple of decisions that Mike has made for his game, Mike has pretty much played a solid game. You know, you know, Jonathan played a solid game up front with everybody. And you know, you're right now you're seeing the dynamics of being on the Island seeing with the lack of food and everything else and the decision that if you don't vote somebody else out, guess who's going to get voted out? Now, Hyde, Hyde wanted to be the mastermind. He wanted to be, he had, I got to give him credit that he laid out Jonathan's exit strategy for Jonathan and made it seem like he was helping Jonathan. Great idea. Problem is everybody else had already targeted Hyde for that night. So interesting, interesting. Uh, Mike did do something this episode that drove me crazy. And I was so mad to see it being someone who loves to like bro fit. Yeah. Give the, the <laughs> give the knuckles. Uh, he left Omar hanging here. Omar's like, Hey, it's okay, man. And Mike did Mike just kind of shoot him away in the shelter. Did you notice that Abraham? He left him hanging. I mean, it might've been, it might've been bad editing. I don't know. Uh, Omar is actually playing a great game. I think it's going to catch up with him. He is miles uh, ahead of everyone in terms of gameplay. And we're going to get to it a little bit later. But Abraham, yeah. in I, my I opinion, miles ahead. When you, when you get the editing and it's cold, it's rainy, I'm trying to figure out why they couldn't make another fire. But, oh well. <laughs> uh, when you, hey, look, I'm pretty sure the other three back in Ponderosa is like, thank goodness for this rain. Um, I mean, you're, you're in the game mode. So I don't really, I don't really, it don't really bother me. Get them. Does it does it bother you that we don't have Ponderosa this year? Because that's starting to hit me. <laughs> so I saw that on Twitter. Um, they're going to have Ponderosa. They, they're not going to have videos of Ponderosa. Um, well, yeah, they have Ponderosa. They're just not showing it to us. I don't. I don't know if I'm at liberty to uh, get into that particular dynamics of some things that might have transpired at Ponderosa. That um, here's the thing about it is. 41 and 42 are so close together that the same people that are working on 41 are working on 42. So any type of disruption impacts 42. So for them to say, hey, look, we're not going to have a Ponderosa, it's not a very big thing except for it hurts 42 because they should have gotten one. Now, 43, whole different other ball game because they're not tied to us. 42 is tied directly to us because they were in Fiji the exact same time we were as we were transitioning out. They were coming in and, you know, we had a pandemic. So you kind of say, okay, what happened messes up 42's Ponderosa, which is unfair. I think everybody should still get opportunity to see 42 come into the Ponderosa, enjoy that afterglow and aftermath of being on the game and being a part of the jury. But uh, I know what happened. 
I know enough yeah, of what happens. You guys, you guys can look it up. It's out there somewhere. I'm going to talk to Abraham later off camera about it because I don't actually know exactly what it, happened. It was. But. Let's just say they turned. They set that joke on fire. <laughs> so yeah, but if you guys want to, uh, you guys can look it up and find it yourself. It's out there somewhere. Uh, but then we move on. Lindsay is not happy with Jonathan. She she feels like Jonathan is starting to be more of a hindrance towards her own personal game. Uh, and it's starting to get harder to work with than what she thought uh, early on in the game when they were super close and everything. Abraham, it was really a weird dynamic. I don't understand why Lindsay has kind of switched on Jonathan. Besides sure. maybe looking at how he acted the last tribal, which I know didn't make a lot of people happy, but I don't understand why everyone is turning on Jonathan now. And it's really, they're not even really turning on him mostly because he's a, you know, a game uh, threat when it comes in terms of like challenges and stuff. It's more like, well, we just don't like Jonathan's game. Yeah, it's a couple of factors. Now, you got to remember when it was all happy go lucky, it was like day five, all bellies full. They, they, they weren't really that hungry. They wasn't tired. Jonathan was feeding them. They wasn't fatigued. I don't know what happened to the fish. I guess they ran away. Um, <laughs> now you're getting down to the nitty gritty of Survivor. And and people are not getting any food. People are not getting a lot of good sleep. It's bad weather. And you're really just irritated. It don't take much to irritate you when you got all the other stuff going on around you. And Lindsay is just saying, look, Jonathan, you're just not making sense right now. You know, we try to vote out Drea. You was going to vote out Marianne. And the vote did, did not make sense. And now he just kind of, he's feeling that, that in-between place where Lindsay was your number one or you was our number two or whatever. Now she's like, I don't know if I can go with Jonathan, but Lindsay also, she wants some challenges. This, this She episode. did. She did. She's starting to show so. that she's kind of a challenge beast and that's not all she did. She had a very good episode, eh, except <laughs> she went looking for that idol survivor knowledge. Once an idol gets played and there was two played, they usually get hidden again by a uh, survivor. So she goes looking for the idol walks right past it i know she can't have she's not gonna enjoy watching that back they literally they literally highlight it as she walks past the tree all you future future survivor players if you're not willing to stick your hand in something under something or behind something you will never find an idol never all you had to all she had to do is reach up there and actually put her hand up there now, don't get me wrong. It is scary. There's spider webs and stuff crawling. But hey, you out on Survivor. Play the game. Lindsay was maybe four inches away from having another uh, weapon in the game. Don't get me wrong, because I'm glad Marianne found it. Because I can wear my <laughs> T-shirt. So, hey, I'm not mad at who found the idol. And But, hey, you got to be willing to get on that ground and get in there if you want something in Survivor. Oh, and always check twice. Just go ahead and check Always. three times because she was like, ah, I already checked that tree. I don't have to check again. Well, check Always. It again. Well, you said it. Marianne does end up going and, and kind of she wasn't even looking for the idol. She was going to gather firewood. She looked up. Know. She saw. Abraham, do, is there anything you want to say for people who are like idols are too easy to find? Here we go. Here we go again. She just found the idol and they just rehit it. Is it too easy to find when you're out there? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to text Marianne and ask Marianne, how long did it actually take her to find that idol? But here's the thing. Nasir said it. You're getting the edit down version. Like, oh, I'm just walking. I found an idol. She could have been out there for hours. 
got to remember now, we condensed the show down. They're not easy to find because I was looking for one. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't, one. You didn't find one, to find, man. And his thing about it is, yeah, I mean, you walk by and you'd be like, well, you didn't see it. And like Lindsay walked by just because she was just kind of walking by. And you don't want anybody else to see that you're looking for an idol. You don't, you don't want that to happen. So it's a, it's a combination of a lot of things, man. But here's the thing. Always go looking. Always make sure nobody's looking for you. And just, you know, kind of look around in the normal places. But, you know, on the pathway, anything that looks out of the ordinary. If you've been there for a couple of days, you know what coconuts look like on the ground. Why, why would there be a red coconut on the ground? <laughs> That's not anything. <laughs> and you know it's not going to be so far up in the trees that you got to climb up a tree. First, first of all, the trees that are on Fiji are not that high. If you're climbing that high, but there are some dangers. Don't get me wrong. There are some dangers, uh, but look for it. Uh, where does this put Marianne in terms of her game? Because here she is. She just played her idol and, uh, you know, to join forces and join arms with um, Drea, excuse me. So where does this put Marianne now that she has another idol moving forward? And as you've stated, she didn't tell anybody. We got someone who didn't tell anyone about the idol. So it is a it is a secret idol. It's not a public one, which, you know, we've grown accustomed to the past couple of seasons. So where is Marianne out at now in terms of her gameplay? Glad you asked that. <laughs> here's what, now, here's you got to think. Marianne is no longer on the chopping block. Now you're looking for the strongest players to get out. That's why Jonathan's on the chopping block. So here's the thing. Hyde is playing a game to get Jonathan out, but they want to get Hyde out because now Hyde is painted a target on his back. So right now, Marianne is in a good spot. I'm a, she's already in my top three. Really? I think she's, I think she's going to be able to come in and maneuver because there are three people that have power in the game. Four. Mike, Marianne, Drea, Lindsay. And Hyde before. Yeah. No, because Hyde thing went over to Lindsay and them now because it's gone. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. They're, everybody else is vulnerable, so they can play their Ameri- they can play their immunity idol. They they can almost get to the final four together if they work together. You're talking those four: Drea, Mike, uh, Marianne, and Lindsay. Lindsay, they could get to the final four because each one of them has something to block the other people from voting them off. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play this stuff. Well, then we get on to the reward challenge next, Abraham. Very cinematic, amazing shots from the Survivor crew. You know, I've been very critical about some of the stuff Survivor has done in the past couple of seasons, but their camera work is just continuing to get better and better. I saw a great movie this evening. Um, it was The Northman. Go check it out. Um, so, yeah, I, I Survivor is putting The Northman up, you know, in terms of who had the better cinematic masterpiece because these shots were incredible abraham with the rain coming in on on the Look, challenge it was cool to see now let me tell you so i want to give a shout out to all the people that work behind the scenes of survivor they put in the work and they get some great shots of us moving around running around jumping around and they also have to deal with the same weather we're dealing with and you know what I like that emotional stuff, man, when you get a chance to see from home. And Omar's right, man. You get a kind of little boost because you see something from home. You get something familiar. Uh, and I wasn't mad about the pizza, man. It was pizza. It wasn't too far over. I wasn't mad about that, but I am going to rant here in just a second. But I will say 
the un yeah, the unsung heroes of Survivor is is the production team. They are just I I couldn't agree more. I have to thank the production team for everything that they endure to give us the bring us the show of Survivor. Um, but yes, like you said, the reward for this is pizza. And as soon as they said pizza, Abraham, a red light went on in my head and I went, Let's see if she gets back to him. I went, don't tell me this is going to be a sanctionary. <laughs> Did you just message Marianne? Yeah. See if she's, uh, <laughs> see if she tells me how, if, if, how long it takes. Here's the, here's the thing. Um, that little hut, I'm not really even sure what that little hut's at. So well, um, it was, it was pizza, cold beer. And then Jeff Prope says the sanctuary. So here is my rant. I am tired here we go. I am tired of this being season 41, part two. I love season 41. It was a phenomenal season, but I just don't think you can use the excuse of COVID to, to run the exact same season. You can't <laughs> tell me that you couldn't have thought uh, or made different type of like advantages and stuff because this is jumping ahead, but we get a look onto next week's episode where Jeff says this challenge comes with a twist. And I would almost bet thousands of dollars that is, it is going <laughs> to be the do or die advantage that Deshaun had to go through in season 41. And here's the thing, man. Um, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of odd that we're looking at another season that has things that we just previously went through. Now I will say, yeah, they've tried to change some things around and move some stuff here. Um, there's some challenges that they didn't do that we did, but you're right. I would have liked to see an entirely different. And here's the thing about it is you still have to stage all this stuff. You still have to put all this stuff together. Um, but I would have liked to see the more of a individual season where you didn't know what was coming ahead of you. You didn't know that particular challenge was coming. Um, it's just kind of, it's kind of odd. It's kind of, it's kind of cool because you knew what your season did on that challenge. But at the same time, it's like, can we get a little more creativity in saying, hey, we're not going to run the exact same challenge? Like, take them. Um, it's like small stuff. This, like, little small thing of doing the same reward is what set me off just because, like, take them to pizza? A, yeah, so I, I believe it was the same thing for Ricard, Shan, and I can't remember who else went with them. I'm pretty sure it was pizza. Yeah, I remember now, one thing that does impact our season that may have been this issue was that doing the – here's the thing about it is – when we were leaving Fiji, that's when Fiji truly got hit by the pandemic. Mm -hmm. That's when they, they didn't have any cases of COVID when we arrived in Fiji. By the time we departed Fiji, they had locked down the entire island. So they were limited on what they could do for certain things, which could makes it understandable where you're going to get pizza again. It was easy. It's easy to get. And it's close by. Yeah. So I can understand that. And that's why you don't see them leaving to go anywhere. You know, previous survivors, they've gone places. Well, let's that's take what, them to the spa. That's they, what they, I was thinking. I'm like, I'm like, why not take them to like a waterfall? We've seen that on past seasons. You're going to be picked up. You're going to be taken to a beautiful waterfall and you're going to have tacos or something nah, like they that. Kinda, this, those two seasons, they really controlled our movement to not leave what they call the bubble for us. Okay. Yeah. So there's the, a radius that you guys could be in. Yeah. So what, what's behind the scenes of this is that we were on the main island for two weeks in quarantine, being tested and everything else. Once we were cleared uh, medically, we were taken to the island that was safe. So basically, we could take our masks off. We could interact. The people that helped for the actual season, they could not leave the island as well. 
So no one was leaving those islands in order to go back to mainland without the proper precautions and stuff. And they wanted to limit. You wouldn't want anybody to break out with COVID in the middle of shooting survival. Oh, yeah. Especially it, one, one of us, <clears throat> one of the it, cast. It, it, it would be it would be terrible. And and I'm trying to calm myself down. I'm just nervous at this yeah, point. Yeah. I'm like, are we going to see the same thing for season 43? Is this new era hope, of the show? Hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just going to be we're going to get uh, the do or die? advantage are we going to get the um the dice i already forgot the name of it because i don't care that much shot about in, it you can throw the shot in the dark out you can get it didn't work it didn't <laughs> what work. are we over over seven now if okay you can keep the shot in the dark but you really got to retool it it is yeah. not a real let them actually roll a dice and have and then have more than like have a safe have a not safe have maybe um, take you and someone else back to tribal, like have a six sided die and have like three or four options on there. Yeah. It, it just, I mean, again, you know, you got to try stuff to see if it works. They yes, tried it. Yeah. It didn't work. That's going to be the, that's going to be the key thing. Do they look at it and say, okay, it didn't work. We can get rid of this. Or are they just going to keep trying and trying? Eventually someone's got to draw safe, which when that happens, we're all going to love it. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> No, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Here's the thing about it is we only have one person to even use it on our season. And the new season 42, yeah, everybody wants to use it. We just never used it. I didn't I didn't think anything about the shot in the dark. So and on season 41, it only got played during the merge. So other than that, no one played the shot in the dark. So I think it could be useful, but you're gonna really have to retool it in the to make it beneficial or try. If not. It's out of here. It's out of here. Yes, for all you baseball fans. Uh, Jeff Propes also said a another weird thing here. He's like, I know you guys have been suffering. How are we doing today? This is before the challenge. He's like, well, today you'll be happy to know that this challenge is going to be fun. It, what is, you know, it's nothing what is fun about it. So, so what you do? You, you, only one that wasn't about to drown was Jonathan because he was tall enough to beat the waves. Everybody else is like, let's get up out of here because it's I mean, you're in water and the water's not cold because it's, you know, it's a tropical island. Yeah. But Jonathan is the only person where the water is not already and probably Mike because I couldn't see him not overtaking him when the waves come in and out. Everybody else. Oh, they at the mercy. Um, I just didn't understand what he was what he was meaning there. He's like, oh, this is going to be fun. It's pouring down rain, Jeff. It's still a survivor challenge. I don't see how this is any more fun than any of the other challenges we've done this season. Well, the only thing he wanted to say is that you will not have to vote somebody out of this challenge. That's it. Other than that, I mean, once you get cold, and if you if you look at the seat at this episode, look at their hands where you've been in water so long, your hands start to wrinkle up. Yes, that lets you know that Survivor is real. For everybody that everybody that asked me when I came home, hey man, was it real? Yes, it was real. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I, just, I was just hanging out. They was like, oh, it's rain. Come back inside. No, you stand in the rain, and they didn't have any fire. Um, I will say, I think one of, I think Brad's tribe did have Bill with like a fire pit in the middle. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't go out. I'm not sure what happened to this season. They just let the fire go out. Again, if you guys are one of the people who are like, this is fake. It's, it's definitely not that hard. Apply to the show. Apply. Let's see you go out there. Yeah. And let's see how you do. But, uh, Lindsay wins reward here. Uh, basically it was just, you had to kind of wrap unwrap this bag and stuff from that was tied. Oh, it was a sandball, sand, sand, sandbag toss. 
Yeah. Yep. And then once you got to the end, you just had to land one. So it was a quick challenge. Lindsay wins reward. She gets to choose someone to go with her to the survivor sanction sanctuary that we talked about. She chooses Omar to go with her because her reasoning is he hasn't been on any rewards and they've been together since day one. I'm like, okay, I could buy that. I could. Yeah, I could understand that. And then she asked Jeff, can I pick one more? And I don't think, I think Jeff was going to have her pick one more anyways. It's it's always an extra one. That's all. Yeah. But she, I was really curious on this. I'm like, okay, this is where it gets juicy. Who is she going to take? And she takes Mike, which was interesting to me, Abraham. Do you think that taking Mike game move or was that just her again saying Mike hasn't been on a lot of rewards, so I'm going to give it to Mike? Because she was fast with picking Mike. The reward challenges are the most diciest part of the game. Pick the wrong people. Next thing you know, you're getting voted out. So you're you're, you're looking for how can I rationalize what I'm going to have? have to do and still stay in kind of like a safe zone now if you're not on a chopping block or nothing like that you're good to go uh some people if they in an alliance they bring their whole alliance but you always leave somebody out of your alliance and then they mad next thing you know they're gunning for you so it was it was kind of dicey i do like the way she explained it omar had hadn't been on any challenge hadn't won any rewards uh mike you only had the peanut butter and jelly come on over because it was a safe bet and she she wasn't in any danger so she took the safest route possible I'm going to go kind of out of order here because we actually go back to the tribe and kind of see them suffer in the rain. But I want to talk about the sanctuary a little more as, as mad as I was that we were bringing the same <laughs> reward back from season 41. It was cool to see. I love seeing reward challenges. I got to be happy about that because that's something we really didn't get in season 41 and we're getting more in season no. 42. I love that we have reward challenges um, I would like to see them kind of every episode like they were back in the day. Um, but basically, we get the usual Omar and Mike are thanking Lindsay for choosing them. They're kind of talking <laughs> gameplay and who their target should be. Omar tells Mike that High says you're his puppet. And, and this isn't true. It's a lie. And it's a great lie. And I, I wrote down this quote. This is a fantastic quote from this season. Omar tells us in a confessional, I know it. I know it makes sense. You tell a good lie, not a stupid lie. Because Look. Mike's like, you know, you know why I believe you? Because it makes sense. And I love Omar Sass. I'm like, yeah, I know it makes sense. Like, so this was awesome, Abraham. This is what I may, mean by Omar is playing well above everyone else right now. Somewhere somebody caught this. This statement is on my shirt. I said it somewhere during my season of Survivor. And I was like, man, when did I say that? And I was thinking, I was like, man, I'm going to put it on a T-shirt. Because I said <laughs> it. And here's the thing about it is, I got to give Omar credit for the same thing. <laughs> if you go tell a lie in the game of Survivor, make it a good lie. And here's the thing what she said was, he was like, he's your puppet. I was like, ooh, that's a slap in the face. Now, it didn't take much to push Mike over the edge. Because, hey, before they went to the, the retreat, guess what? The sanctuary. Hyde wasn't a target. <laughs> no, not at all. It was kind of going to be Jonathan. Jonathan was what everyone was looking at. Hyde wasn't a target. And now you're looking at, okay, well, and now it works so beautifully because when Jonathan comes back, who's the first person that comes up to him? Hi. Hey, we're going to put Jonathan out. Hey, I'm going to go to the end with you. Let's keep going. Well, 
Mike already mad. <laughs> so that just fueled the fire right there. So I like the way now that's that's Survivor. That's Survivor one on one. How many how many times, Abraham, have we seen though this season? Omar doesn't like where the vote's going. So he says, okay, I'm gonna make the vote what I want it to be. And here it is again. He knew about kind of Jonathan, but he's like, no, nah, I don't want Jonathan really right now. I want it to be high. And he literally lied to his number one ally. Now, here's the thing about it is all cast members, when you're at home and they're replaying these episodes, don't don't call your fellow cast member and be mad about it. They just play better than you did. And right now, Omar is playing Survivor. He is outwitting and outplaying. Now, let's see if he can outlast. Let's see if you don't get caught up. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it, Abraham. You think about that on the spot or did you have that planned? First of all, I came up with that on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) That's going on the back of the team. (laughs) Hey, look, fast on my feet. (laughs) Well, we also get a cool moment here as well. Obviously, like you said, Mike is pissed off at this. Um, And then we get a loved one's visit, which I'm not mad about because I understand in the the times that we were in, this is the best they could do. I do wish they gave the loved one videos to more people than just three. That's my only complaint. Like there's eight people left in the game. I would have loved if at least four people could go on this reward. Um, But we get the loved one's visit. Didn't know Omar had a girlfriend. That caught me off guard. (laughs) Um, He didn't mention anything doing. Oh, you know what? I didn't know Drea was married. So, um, and it was like a quick, and that, it was yep, it. Yep, she says her husband would be mad at her for not making this move. And the thing about it is, we tell so much information about ourselves when we're in our interviews and our stories. So it's nice to, to hear a surprise or to be like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Um, and again, you get to see the other side of the players. So for my season, um, I don't want to, don't worry, everybody got something because we got all the letters that was written for us, sent to us. Well, if you got back, you got your letters that they collected. So the CBS folks reached out to our loved ones and had them write letters. And we got those. Once you got back home, if you didn't make the merge or whatever, you still got those letters, which was pretty Did cool. Did you get them at, it was your Ponderosa. Is that where you got them or was it when you got back home? When we got back home. I got, we got them back, we got back home. Okay. Which is pretty cool. So you still get to re- read what it was being said about you during that time period, which is pretty cool. Um, now, is it the same as being on national TV with millions of viewers? No. <laughs> so not, not the same emotion. Well, Mike, no. hears, Mike hears from his wife, Omar from his girlfriend. Who did Lindsay hear from again? Her parents who are on the video. Um, That's right. Did any? Wait a minute. Hold up. Yeah, it was her parents. Yeah, but they were in a still video. They were like in a regular, they weren't in an actual verbiage where they were talking back and forth. Um, no, they were. They had a video where they were talking was, to her. Okay. Maybe yeah, yeah. Funny. And they, they got they got still photos as well. It, it was, I mean, it was nice to see Abraham. Did you have any problem with how they did this loved one visit? No, no. And here's, here's what we're going to go back to. Give credit to the actual staff that puts that all together the media section that puts that all together and has it showing on whatever background that is and how symmetrical it is. It's a lot of work to put all this stuff together, man, and be able to bring and put it to the show. Now the emotions that come with it, those are real emotions. You know, you got Mike out there. uh, He's crying. He, 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 look, he, he's, he's all about his family. You got Lindsay emotional, Omar girlfriend say, hey, we'll wait for you when you come home. I mean, those are the things and the sides of Survivor that makes the show to me. That's what makes you, you out there playing the game, yes. But 
you, you still got that family thing around you. You got your new family that's working with you to vote you out, keep you in. And we don't. <laughs> uh, your old family or the family you go back to is the one that's going to be here and see you on the show and support you the whole way through. We've said it before, Abraham. If you're not a fan of this part of the show, then you're watching the wrong show. Nah, you probably want to check out something else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we get... We get back to the main tribe who is not enjoying their night at the sanctuary. Everyone is hurting from the torrential rain. Everyone's talking about how miserable they are. And it's <clears throat> again, it's yeah. See, Abraham's still praying for rain on the island. Thank you for rain. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, that's one of the things, all the rain that they're getting, something that's got to be worse than what it actually, you know, we're seeing it and we're like, man, that sucks. But you'll never understand how bad it is unless you actually go out there and sit because they're even changing the palm fawn or yeah, they're changing the palms because it's leaking into a, the shelter. And yeah, it's it, was poorly, it was poorly. It was poorly made because you got a tarp. You know how much water got a pool yeah. inside of, on the top of a tarp for it to leak through. So they, they, they had to do it. Wow. <laughs> you are going to live on YouTube and on Spotify to our listeners. You're going to, you're going to throw yeah. out their shelter making skills. The, the, the shelter making skills were C minus um, protecting the fire was an F plus. Uh, Cause I'm like, what we did do every time we went to leave, we made sure we protect the fire. Keep it dry. Keep, Keep it dry. dry. Yep. Because if not, you come in back. Even if you got just the ambers of the fire, you can start another fire and keep wood uh, dry, you know. So but again, you're on Survivor. We don't know what led up to the rainstorm. They might have been sitting out there. Nobody's running around the ocean. Um, but yes, they get a <laughs> phone fire and, uh, and, a, and a D minus on tarps. We obviously get like backstory stuff here as well in gameplay. We get High's backstory, which was nice to hear. High goes on to mention. I'm used to living, you know, poor and stuff like this. And he tells us his his history. Were you nervous when we got High's backstory? Some people say that when they show backstories, that could be the signs, <laughs> the signs no. of bad stuff to come. At this moment, did it cross your mind? We're getting a lot of High this episode because it didn't cross my mind. I didn't look at it like that. Well, we got High because High was a mastermind for this episode. No, you know, because they show backstories on everybody. But now I got to go back and, and, and look and say, OK, if they show your backstory, you probably gone. <laughs> They've done that a lot. Together. Um, but it's also nice for to see the people's backstories, where people come from, um, what they had to go through and where they're at now. And then you get an opportunity to see them. Hey, they're playing a game that they've always wanted to play. So I like the story. I like his backstory. Uh, like I said, Hyde is a good guy. Good to meet him. Um, good to see him having a good time. And we're going to talk about him in a few more minutes as Hyde goes through the game. <laughs> well, and then hi here. Here's from Lindsay. And this was, this was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, ballsy. <laughs> Everybody is sitting in the shelter Risky. That was the word I was looking for. Everyone's sitting there and they're kind of talking to each other. And Lindsay goes, I'm thinking Jonathan. And High's like, yeah, I'm down for that. So Abraham, risky to, to throw out a plan while everyone's sitting around the shelter? I don't know if it was a camera angle or what, but it seemed like they were really close to each other to have that conversation. They so had I'm like someone super risky. right here. Yeah. They weren't talking that low. If the, if the camera got good mics and stuff, but here's the thing about it is risky move to have that conversation 
Because if Jonathan heard a little, if he even hears his name mentioned, he's like, you know, he's going to perk up and be like, oh, they're looking for me. They're going after me. So I, I would say for high risky, but here's the thing about it is, I felt like he got a he got like a nugget from uh from Lindsay that hey Lindsay not really happy with him so he's forgetting about Jonathan over there he's like hey I'm open to work with Lindsay and I'm like mm, good idea but I probably would have walked off somewhere before I said somebody's name oh Abraham would have been that guy who stuck his head up like in the back he would have been like what are you guys saying over there you know because here uh Ricard could read lips yeah that would be like a huge advantage in the game if you're able to read lips. I'm like, hey man, he didn't he didn't see that boat coming, but he read them lips. Uh, at, at this point, though, I thought it was clear. I'm like, if Jonathan doesn't win the immunity challenge, and we're gonna get to that in a in a second, I'm like, this might be Jonathan's time in the game because it shocks me. It shocked me that it took him this long. I thought once we hit merge, Jonathan would be public enemy number one. Here's the thing about it is. Jonathan really hasn't ruffled anybody's feathers. And he won, he won the last immunity idol. And somebody else has always been on the chopping block. So he's been actually Jonathan's not in a bad position right now. He just went on the chopping block. And what happened? High just made himself one of the chopping block members. And that's how yep. it is. The see the episode starts off with one person's on the chopping block, but ends with somebody else on the chopping block. That's Survivor. It changes that quick. That's why some people do think it's fake because it can never be easy, Abraham. But well, here's, you here's, get here's out the there, you, and this is where the edit helps. You're looking at 45 minutes. I'm thinking I'm talking in 24 hours or 12 hours because you have plenty of time in between before you go to tribal, and you're just sitting there for let's say you're sitting there for 10 hours. Boy, you're only going to get probably two good minutes. They're looking for stuff to put together that clip that you see on TV, but they could have been talking all day. So it, it's, it's funny and how it's, people it's, don't realize that. It's a fluent game too. Like people, you know, I used to think this too, when I was just, you know, when I first started watching the game, um, couch. <laughs> exactly. Couch survivors, as you like to say, but pe people don't realize that it is a fluent game. The game is always moving. You know, Abraham, you and I could have a conversation and people at home think it's like this. Abraham, should we vote? Um, should we vote Drea out? Yeah, I think we should vote Drea out. Okay, don't need to talk anymore. Let's just sit here. No. no, it's not. It's not like that. We might say Drea, but then I might come to Abraham 10 hours later or six hours later and say, or we could go this way. I mean, it's a fluent game. Stuff is always being brought up. Stuff is always changing, depending on who's saying what name. I know I came back from a challenge and I said, hey, just don't bother me for an hour. I just I just need to lay down because you're exhausted. You're, you're exhausted. Your body's exhausted. And you're you're like, OK, somebody's always there filming you. You just want to take a little mini break. And you're like, I hope nobody's doing strategy. It's it's you're right. It's something always going on in the game of Survivor, but it don't always get captured and put on camera for the viewers to see. But for anybody that wants to play on Survivor, I want you to realize it's a 24 hour clock. It's not a 45 minute clock. You're going to be working for 12 hours and 20 hours trying to figure out who's on the team, who's not on your team. I also know this after talking to, to former castaways. This could have been and I'm jumping a little ahead. We've already talked that high is the one that goes home. This could have been a relatively easy vote. There's been, you know, former castaways who said, yeah, the edit made it look like it was close and it was between these two, no. but it was never really that close. And the vote tonight really wasn't super close. So just, just, you know, the edit wants us to be like, oh, who's going to go home? Who's it going to be? 
but it might not have even been that close. There might have been some discussions about Jonathan, but then for the most part, it was high the entire time. Omar had the best discussion about should we vote Jonathan out? Because Omar has manipulated the vote before. So I'm like, it, it might be Jonathan. And usually when you look at that first vote, it's like whoever's that first vote is not going. If you go back and look at all the vote on a survivor, that first vote bless, is not oh, going. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, hi, Jonathan, Jonathan. I was like, okay. Then hi. And I was like, oh, he's about to go. I, you know I didn't know. It was up in the air because I same thing. And we're going to get to it. Uh, Omar possibly changing the vote. But real quick, let's touch uh, based on the immunity challenge. It was one we've seen before. You balance the ball on top of a bow. It comes down to Jonathan and Lindsay. And Jonathan's ball was moving the entire time. Look. It was so <laughs> impressive to watch. I kept being like, he's going to drop it. He's going to drop it. He's going to drop it. Are you kidding me? He didn't drop it. It was Lindsay was kind of more controlled, but Jonathan's ball back and forth the entire time. Even everyone on the bench were really amazed at it. I mean, he could balance the he could balance it. What he couldn't do is balance his feet. Big feet on a small. <laughs> you know Do what they say work. about big feet? You can't balance on a <laughs> on a little bean. And he could. I mean, at the end of the day, unfortunately, he got big feet, man, and he couldn't balance on that little bitty beam because he really didn't. He wasn't gonna ever lose the ball. But he lost his balance. And that, that's what got John. Here's the thing. I would look at that and be like, hey, Jonathan's not good at everything. Because he didn't win the other two challenges. He's just a big guy. But yeah. you got to remember now, he's a big guy that needs a lot of fuel. And he hasn't been getting a lot of fuel. So at the end of the day, he's not a bigger threat. Hyde, to me, is a bigger threat than Jonathan is. Because Hyde is manipulating the game more and Jonathan's not. Well, I wrote down at this point, I'm like, when it was down to Jonathan Lindsay, I'm like, Jonathan might be playing for his life here. He doesn't know it, but it was one of those survivor instances where us as viewers are watching it and we're like, if Jonathan doesn't win here, this might be it. He might be playing for his life. Now, nah, you know how I know he wasn't playing his life? We had Omar in the background. Omar was manipulating. <laughs> Omar, Omar will always change the game if he can. Now, if, here's the thing about it is once he convinced Mike that high was playing him like a puppet, I knew Mike was going to jump on that and not let it go. And oh, and high was going to be the target. And sure enough, high comes back because here's what Mike go do. Mike go talk to Jonathan. He said, hey, high gunning for you. OK, well, Lindsay was like, ah, I want to go high. Drell was like, yeah, High's a bigger threat. Now you got to remember, high was a part of the vote out for Roxroy. So they like, well, okay, you help vote rocks out. We're gonna get you out. And Marianne was like, nah, I'm going for Jonathan. I mean, she said, she said hi. She said hi to Jonathan. But she Marianne said she'd rather close. she'd rather go after hi. But yes, when she was talking to Lindsay, which Lindsay is safe by the way, she did win that immunity challenge. So as you said, Abraham, back to back wins challenge beast. You know, everyone's looking at Jonathan. That's back to back wins for Lindsay. And let me just say it. The women are killing it this season. Tori back-to-back -back wins. Hey. Lindsay back-to-back -back wins. The ladies are killing it. I gave, I, you know what? I give a shout-out to Lindsay tonight. Hey, back-to-back -back wins when you need a win. You know, you need, and again, anybody that go out there and play, man, and you want to win. You just want to get that. You just want to get one win with your team, and you want to get a win of your own. And that's, I mean, that's like the feather in the hat to get your own win and get the immunity idol put around your neck. Bring me back. I need my win. <laughs> um, but Omar 
is still the master manipulator right now. I think, you know, he's coming in there. He's pushing enough of the right buttons. And he basically sent Mike on self-destruction just to tear up everything. And he did. And he everybody did, he was did. in agreement. High comes back from the challenge. Very happy that Jonathan doesn't win. Cause that's where High's going with this. He's like, Jonathan could win his way to, to the end. And I'm like, can he? He's won one challenge out of like here's, seven individual immunity challenges. Here's where I think Hyde might have went a little too far. He was like, yeah, I got to make Jonathan feel comfortable. I got an idol. <laughs> oh, <laughs> such a bad lie. <laughs> At, well, one, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to work. High's going to save himself with the fake idol play. But then he says, I've got an idol. I'm going to play it for you. The oh. bullshit. <laughs> now, just o- Omar just told you, if you're going to tell a lie, tell a good lie. And it was obvious that, that hi, you probably want to go to some classes because he and they got you this time. Jonathan goes to Omar, tells him about this and says, it's a lie. He's obviously lying. And I was like, oh, that might have been the end of high. Because as you said, Abraham, everybody is down to vote high except. Lindsay, who is okay voting high, but she would prefer, it sounds like she would prefer Jonathan. And she had some discussions too. She asked Drea, she's like, Jonathan or high? And Drea said it perfectly, high. And basically, he's a bigger threat uh, strategically. And she's like, we'll worry about Jonathan later. And their amulet advantage gets stronger, Lindsay and Drea, if they vote out high. So Drea's like, my husband would be mad at me. Why didn't you vote this guy out? I want to vote out high. Look, John, I mean, Dre has a, still has an arsenal of stuff that she could still play. But here's the thing. High, high was like, hey, <laughs> first of all, he told a bad lie. So now the target is on his back. But Jonathan need to also look and say, okay, we know High voted for you. Where did that second vote come from? Who was the second vote for him? Because... There's still somebody out there looking for Jonathan that either wasn't in on the loop. And I want to go, I want to say, Romeo, was he even at tribal? Oh, I was just going to say this. Uh, I wrote down in all caps, you know who this episode was the best for Romeo. What happened to him being target number one? His name got brought up once. Hi brought up his name once as like, or I think it might've been Omar who brought up his name and said, we could just go Romeo and go the easy route. And other than that, no one even talked about Romeo. He was public enemy number one before they decided the vote out rocked. And now Look, nobody cares. I have a phrase that I use. I call it church mouse quiet. <laughs> Romeo went church mouse quiet. He ain't say nothing to nobody. <clears throat> he all, he's like Juicy Dave from Australia. I was going to say, he little, went Juicy Dave on us. <laughs> he said, Romeo was like, I don't have nothing to say to anybody. I'm just going to be quiet. And that's the thing about it is, we didn't see Romeo much this episode and he just, and when we did see him, he's like, I'll vote whoever y'all vote for as long as not me. That's what it is. This was kind of, I felt, a Romeo Goat episode. I hate to say this, but I'm just like, if Romeo makes it to the end, I don't think anyone sees him as a, a, as a threat. I don't see him having any chance to really win nah. the game. He, he could never convince a jury, unless they be in the petty jury, that he deserves to win a game of Survivor at this point. Yes, there's still Romeo. Time. Yeah, Romeo could have some last three or four episodes, well, three, that he's just magnanimous, but I don't see it. Uh, not, hey, no, no, no back talk to you, Romeo. Hey, you don't play the game of Survivor, um, but he doesn't have anything that says he could be voted a sole Survivor. 
another thing real quick before we continue to talk about the strategic talk this was funny i love pointing out funny moments jonathan's uh ape run or monkey run <laughs> it was good what would you give I've it Abraham? i'd give it i'd give I, it an eight out of ten I, I'm, I'm gonna give him an eight out of ten too uh first of all i don't know why he's running through the jungle acting crazy but hey he is the only one still having a good time because you you remember marianne was a ball of energy <laughs> that came down very quick <laughs> she ain't saying nothing now they tired they tired they hungry they like and see jonathan is still having fun so i'm gonna go ahead and applaud him hey man have fun you never know if you're gonna come back to the game of survivor man so enjoy it while you're there uh so real quick going into tribal after the talks and everything and after the the ape run from jonathan who do you who did you think was the most in trouble because I thought it was 50 50 and after Omar we saw Omar talk to Lindsay about maybe it would be beneficial to go Jonathan basically Lindsay and Omar are the swing boats here that's what the edit was showing us I thought it was going to be Jonathan I thought they were going to flip it on him at this point you only really need four votes mm -hmm. so we know we you know you got Mike you know you got Jonathan you know you got Drea because Drea wanted him out and whoever the flip-flop person was, all you need was their vote, and that's it. You don't need a full tribe to vote. These people out now, the, the, the smaller the numbers get, the less votes you need to have. So I said it was enough votes that wasn't looked at as wishy-washy. I don't know which direction to go in. The hive was going. So you you weren't fooled by any of it? No. You thought you had, I was going, yeah. You had enough. <laughs> Even on the ones that were, like I said, you had Mike. Jonathan and Drea guaranteed to vote for high. You only needed one more vote. Everybody else could vote whatever they wanted to vote. And you know, Marianne was going to vote for him because she wasn't going to vote for Jonathan. That's our old tribe mate. So that'll be, that's four right there. And that's all you need is four. He never reads all the votes anyway. Once he gets enough votes to put you on that jury, you go, we don't know <laughs> if the remaining Torch votes enough. were for Jonathan. Yeah, yo. Boom, you out of there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the 11th member voted to the, to the jury. Yeah, the other two, two votes in there and you never see who votes. We get to tribal council. Okay, I got to put this out there because I'm still a fan and I'm allowed to say this. We all have our favorites and we all have people we don't like on the show. <laughs> I respect her game. She's playing a great game. Finding two idols is incredible. And she, yeah, she's an amazing person. But I think out of everyone, I don't want Marianne to win the most. I'm sorry. I'm disagree. I'm gonna be a Marianne fan to the end. One, <laughs> she, she's playing an exciting game of Survivor. And here's the thing about it: is she's surviving. I I loved the moment tonight where she went off book with Jeff Probst again and started rambling about something. And Jeff was like, "Jonathan, did you get any of that?" And he just Jonathan, said, "Yes, I did." Yep. Jonathan's a better player than me because I instantly would have went, "Not a clue, Jeff. I never understand where she's coming from." And for everybody to see the podcast, I'm voting Randy off. <laughs> Instantly, yeah. No, <laughs> Look, realistically, realistically, though, like I said, I love Marianne. She is my type of person. She is a bucket of energy, having fun. But every time she goes to tribal, I'm like, what is she talking about? Marianne is having a good time. <laughs> Look, <laughs> having an incredible time. And Marianne is enjoying the whole adventure of being on Survivor. And some players that have been on Survivor that hated every minute of it. I'm like, why would you even come out here if that's the case, but not my season. They all enjoyed it. Um, but here's the thing. Jeff's job is to make your game and make you a little more miserable in that moment. Cause you'd be like, 
you're tired, you're hungry. You really don't want to answer a bunch of questions. You really just want to get there and vote and try to go back and get some rest. <laughs> you really do. And you got to think about it. They were all in rain all day. They're miserable. And anybody that wants to talk, you really say you talk. And I will not say anything unless you ask me a direct question. Because uh, Romeo said a little bit. Uh, Drea said a little Lindsay, small Lindsay had the line when Jeff asked her uh, the, the normal question of where's the vote? What is this vote going to accomplish tonight? What are you looking for? And she said, I'm looking to even the playing field, which got Jonathan's radar. So you don't want to, you know, you, I mean, it's, it's so delicate at the time. You don't want to say something that might sway somebody. So you really, we're going to put this under sometime. It's just jibber jab. <laughs> you don't, you just want to say something so you can get out of the spotlight. You're trying to get out the spotlight. Um, Hyde did say some eloquent stuff and I was like, okay, Hyde, you probably would have over, overplayed that moment, but um, you want to keep it simple for all future players. Say something, but keep it simple and non-threatening because you don't know what's going to happen at tribal. Something very basic that leaves everyone else on the tribe. Just be, I mean, Props to Marianne. Maybe that's a strategy. Just say a bunch of words and then everyone just laughs it off. Yeah, because season 41, they were just getting up, moving around, changing the vote. I mean, it, when they said it was an active tribal council, it was an active tribal council. Uh, and if you on the bubble, you don't want that. If you think <laughs> you might be in jeopardy, you, you want just to vote and go and vote and get up out of there. Um, Omar is like I said, in the middle and him and Lindsay do end up siding with everyone else to vote out high. This catches high completely off guard. Doesn't play his uh, shot in the dark. And he's, he's a great sport about it. He's laughing. He's like, that was incredible. He's like, this is the way that I would want to go out. It caught him completely by surprise. And I think it caught us by surprise too. Cause entering this season, everyone wrote high as the favorite to win. Just reading his bio and knowing what we knew about him, everyone felt confident in saying High was going to be at least the final three. What did you think about High's game? Because to this point, Abraham, I'm still like, I don't know. I I hate to say this, and High, I love you, man. Love you. High might have been an overrated player in terms of gameplay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I love you. I love you. But that's what I'm looking at. I, I don't know. The edit made him seem like he was in control. But a lot of times I'm like, is he? You got to remember now, I think Hyde's game shifted when he voted out his own ally. Yeah. So when you're talking I, Lydia, when, Lydia, he voted when, out you, Lydia, when yeah. you voted Lydia, shout out to you. When he voted out Lydia, that was supposed to be your ride or die. And you voted her out with you because uh, you took a hard stance um, when they when Zach was it Zach got voted out with the rocks. You weren't going to go to rocks. You were going to stand by Lydia. And the very next episode, you voted her out. Are you so talking uh, Jenny? Jenny? Jenny was the one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it looks like, OK, then you vote out Lydia. And it's like, OK, Hyde, you're just going wherever you need to go to try to make something happen, which is the game of Survivor. It just ran his course with him. That's all he played it. I'm going to give Hyde a good he, – he played a B-plus game up until that point. And the only reason I give him a B-plus because he, he just can't lie well. And that's, Abraham, that's Abraham is so much nicer than I am. I'm yeah, giving like I'm, a I'm C-plus, maybe a B-minus. Do not get him as a, a professor in college. Um, I mean, because he played – at this point right here, he, he was getting it done. 
and he was getting people to vote people out. But what happened with him, he he, he basically ran out of gas. But I think thought, uh, I think Omar was the one that was getting people voted out. And I just I just think high was like that, that second in command who's like going along with him. I don't remember like a time that really high made the plan other than when him and Lydia were the swing vote on whether to go like Chanel or, you know, in that situation. You know, and again, compared to everybody else, high looks pretty good right now. Because show me anybody else that's really doing it, except for Omar, who's really playing the game where they're trying to really get people out, actively saying, I'm going to talk to people and get people out. I think, Lindsay the, was, I think the three front runners, if we're talking about who looks the best out of the, the last seven, I think Omar, Lindsay, and Drea are, yeah, I'm looking at one I'll of them is going to win. I go with that. I said they're they looking pretty good right now. But hey, look, we're getting down to the point where those three going to eventually have to blindside one or the other or both. I would, I'm going to say it right here. I'm going to say it. I would almost guarantee, I'll say it. If, if w- these two don't make the final three, I will eat a squid <laughs> on the podcast. A live one? Not a live squid. I'm going to go down to, we have this store. They have these like tiny squids. I will eat a bunch of them at like throughout the podcast. If, if I'm wrong about this. If I take it to Japan, it's, it's a delicacy, but they're still live. Uh, see, I don't know if I could do live, but I'm just, this is the point I'm trying to get across. Drea and Lindsay will both make the final three. I'm going to say no. Who, who are you feeling right now? I think Jonathan is as good as gone. Someone so, told me they believe Marianne. I think it was you on Instagram. It's me. Here's the thing. Everything is up in the air. Just because Drea has an arsenal of stuff. If Drea gets blindsided right now, she can't. She has a steal a vote. So my suggestion for her is: you have a steal a vote. I'm sorry, you have a. You can steal somebody immunity idol. I would steal Mike's because here's nobody's hiding what they have. The only person that has a secret right now is Marianne. So you know Mike has an idol. Take it. Take Mike's idol. Say, hey, look, I'm gonna take your idol because you know he has it. No one knows she has that capability because she didn't share that with anybody. Yep. Nope. No one ha- has a clue. And she doesn't make a play for somebody idle in the next episode. She's not going to make it to the, the top three. She's not. So that's, that's her out. I forgot Lindsay. about Mike when I was saying real quick, I, I hate to interrupt. I'm so sorry, but uh, I forgot about Mike. Mike's also playing a fantastic game right now. Mike. Oh, uh, he plays, Mike. he plays a little too much with his heart. Mike, he, Mike is a little reckless. Mike, Mike is saying one thing, doing another. That's Mike fair. is saying, I'm not going to I'm not going to vote you out. <laughs> he votes you out. So it's like, okay, Mike. Uh, I didn't think Roxbury was a threat at all. Um, I'm like, you could have eventually voted him out somewhere down the line. Uh, but here's the thing. We're on a game of Survivor. People get voted out. But Mike sometimes gets a little bent out of shape. So I don't know if that's going to work for him as he gets closer to the end. It's fair. That's what I fair. do know is. Lindsay has the capability to move further in the game, depending on how she plays, what she already has in her arsenal. Drea has an arsenal, depends on how she plays it. No one knows about Marianne's uh, immunity idol, so nobody's targeted to take it. But I would take Mike's immunity idol. And here's the thing about it is, you only need to get about three more episodes in. So if three more people go home, what, we got eight left? A seven left we after seven this episode, left. yep. If you can knock off those other three and get down to the final four, you got a great chance to be one of the winners of Survivor. 
But if you don't take Mike's idol and you let Mike play in the defense of himself and you have that capability, who else has an idol that you can take? Nobody. Because you don't know about Marianne's idol. So that particular advantage you had is nullified. You wasted it. You don't have to you don't have to make a bet like I did. But just for fun, (laughs) who would you who would you guess is the final three if you had to take a guess? You know what? I think we're gonna see. I'm gonna go with Jonathan Marianne. Jonathan and makes final three. Look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hey, look, I'm a Vegas type of guy. And <laughs> I'm gonna go with um ooh, Romeo. Romeo gets by as a goat. Yeah. I think Romeo might squeeze. Nah, you know what? I'm sorry, Romeo. I gotta take you out. Um, I wanna go with Drea. Drea, Marianne, Drea. and Jonathan. I think yeah. in that final three, yeah, yeah. Drea would That's win. That's mine. Yeah, and here's the thing about it is, Drea has the arsenal to do it. And she has an extra vote. So the less the numbers go, and I think it's going to come to a point where their idols are going to be nullified. I'm saying, I'm basically just saying, Drea, Marianne, and Lindsay. I think it's going to be an all-female final three, and I think that's going to be your final three. Okay, I'm going to give you 75%. I think think Omar is getting that edit much like Ricard did where he is above and beyond the winner of the season. Um, And I think on the finale episode, I think Drea will make a move. I think she'll make the move to get Omar out. Look, if Omar don't win immunity next time, he's an easy easy one to to put a vote. And we've seen this before. I'm going to be way wrong. Abraham's going to end up being right, and then Drea's going to go home next week. (laughs) <laughs> that's what's gonna I hope, happen look, i hope not i hope i hope look she has too much stuff in her arsenal to go home yeah it too would much be stuff in arsenal. it would be a wasted opportunity if she ends up going home it would mean she didn't play anything um we get a preview for next week's episode just a lot of talking a lot of chaos uh it's got to be jonathan uh it's got to be mike uh it's got to be drea a lot of talking um so we don't really know what to expect with that but what we do know to expect is Jeff Propes says before the challenge, <laughs> this challenge is going to be a little different. I feel very confident in saying I believe it's going to be the do or die advantage that we saw with um, uh, Deshaun. Deshaun. And yes, where basically I hope they changed it. Uh, basically, you can compete in the challenge. Or you but could if not. You're, but if, or you could not. But if you compete in the challenge and you're the first one out, then you have to do the do or die advantage, which is basically you choose out of three like little boxes. And if you choose the wrong one, you're eliminated. You're going home. You know what? I forgot about that particular part of it. Here's the thing. So I take back. Now you can actually get somebody out through this challenge. Now you can never, here's the one thing you can't anticipate. We played it, our season played, our, our, our uh, cast played it one way. They could not, they could play it an entirely different way. So let's see how they, they, week, they how also they could, play. they could change the advantage. They could yeah. completely change it. We've seen them do it this season. Let's see. Let's see what actually comes out of next week's episode. Um, but Deshaun was extremely lucky. I mean, it's a chance game. The next person may not be so lucky. They may be out. And then if they're out, there's no voting. You don't have to and vote that night. And it's a one in three chance. That's what it was last time. It's a one in three chance, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so let's see who would probably – I think Romeo would probably take it, but I don't see anybody else going for it. 
Mm-hmm. I think that, I think everybody can compete and you know see what happens. You definitely don't want to be the first one out. You oh, I would want to play the challenge. I would just say I'd, I'd set the challenge. I would not play this challenge because that's too big of a risk. I mean, we could see Omar go home on a one and three choice when he's been playing a phenomenal game. This is another. I mean, it's up there with the hourglass for one of the worst advantages I've ever seen on the show. It all depends, man. Let's here's, here's the interesting thing: if you're there and you're the benefactor of it, you're not saying that. Because think about it. When Erica changed the game with her um, hourglass challenge, that changed her whole game. So well, she's a winner. The hourglass is one thing. Like, that can that can change the game. It can literally alter a game for someone. Um, but the do-or-die advantage really doesn't do anything. Deshaun won it, and did he go back, and everyone was praising him for winning? No, it was like, okay, cool, you're safe. Congratulations. Well, they still had to vote somebody out. So yep. that protects you, but the next person get voted out. But let's keep in mind that did get Deshaun to the final three. It did. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure he still had to survive a few tribals after that, though. Yeah, but he made it past that and they made it to the final three. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when you're playing the game, any any type of possibility works for you. Uh, when you're at home, because I had to think the same thing, I was like, and I was at home, I was like, why'd you do that? And I'm texting back and forth. I'm like, hey, man, what did you do? But he survived. And next thing you know, he's sitting there on there at final three. Uh, we're in all of Chicago. I'm sitting next to him. And he's going through looking at it and, hey, saying his speech and stuff. And they crowning the winner of Survivor. He's sitting right there at the final three. So whatever works for you, just keep in mind that, hey, Survivor is always changing. Always changing. That's the perfect way to wrap up our recap, our breakdown of episode 10. We only have three episodes left. That is it, Abraham. And then we head into the, the off season before we start covering uh, Survivor South Africa, which is hasn't even been announced when it's releasing. It's rumored to be in July, but we're almost to the off season. And it's been an honor, my friend. Uh, now, like it's been like three or four months straight of covering Survivor Weekly. Has it? Oh, man, has it been that long? Hey, this uh, December. Been, hey. I, I looked back on it. I looked back at when I interviewed you and I interviewed you on December like 18th or something. It was like late December. Hey, you know what, man? It's been a great time. I can't complain. Um, I wish you could be out there in L.A. with me uh, uh, for the season finale. I'll be I out there it. with uh, Lauren Ashley Beck from her season. I'll be out there with Bryce. I'll be out there with Wendell. Um, and we're going to celebrate season 42 uh, finale. If you so, guys didn't hear him, if you want to meet Abraham, go out to Los Angeles to Bryce and Wendell's party uh, for the finale. Unfortunately, I can't be there. I am getting shoulder surgery, so uh, I will be in pain. <laughs> hey, hey, look, it's and it's going to be a party. Um, go out to Lori Ashley Beck's page. You'll see the information. Oh, you can win uh, two VIP tickets to donate it to the if you donate it to the charity. Uh, to come out there and hang out and be a part of this whole event. Um, a lot of the Survivors alum will be out there um, and just enjoying, you know, the season being wrapped up. Starting uh, starting next year, I am looking to get out to a lot of these Survivor parties, or next season, I should say. So for season uh, 43, when it airs in the fall, uh, hopefully. Hopefully airs in the fall. Um, well, just before we wrap up here, don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Survivor Now Podcast, on Twitter at Survivor Now Pod. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Go ahead and turn on notifications. You never know when we're going live with a former castaway. 
Um, Abraham, where can they catch you on Instagram again, my friend? Instagram is going to be Abraham underscore 99 underscore 99. We got to do another live sometime, man. That was, know, that, man. Was that, was fun, fun. Man. that was that was super fun. fun. Maybe, maybe before the finale, we should do something. Who, who are we trying to get on the live? You know what? I'm going to text you after this. We're going to start making uh, some pre-plans. Uh, give me a text, man. I'll see if I can get somebody from uh, season to be on the live. I'll see if I can get someone from Australia maybe to join us as, as well before the finale. Um, but then just to remind you guys as well, we are taking a week off. I am going on my cruise this, this weekend. Abraham's going to have a nice week where he doesn't have to listen to me talk forever. It's going to be that. nice for him. <laughs> yeah, We have a good time. It's going to be nice for him. So we're taking a week off. Um, so enjoy next week's episode. Uh, we will not be covering it whatsoever. And then you can join us for the final two episodes. We might have some, might have some cool stuff in the works for the finale episode. So make sure to tune in for that. Uh, Abraham, anything else you want to say to everyone before we log off here? Hey, look, this is a, this is what survivor is all about, man. Some great survivor play. So y'all keep watching and keep, Hey, keep tuning into the podcast. Uh, man, I can't wait for another year of covering Survivor with you, man. Like I said, blessed every day. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in, and we will see you guys in two weeks. But for now, catch you next time.